You are listening to the Sports Chop Shop. And now, your host, Adam Bailey and Ben Downey. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the Sports Chop Shop. Another week, another weekend of sports. Another week of sports, I would say. This is, a, this is a, a, a grand one. World Series, we have a World Series champion, the St. Louis Cardinals, Team of Destiny. And then uh, we in the NCAA, we got more and more upsets. It is really getting juicy now. We're not even halfway, or we're getting more. I think it's over halfway. It's over halfway. I'm thinking week eight like NFL. But, right. Uh, it's, it's, it's starting to, we're starting to get a, a lot fewer teams with a zero on that second column. And uh, lots to talk about. And then uh, the NFL, of course, the latest and greatest, and our, our, our favorite headlines. And uh, it's just uh, today, it is just a dynamic duo of uh, me and Ben, because uh, Chris had to work. So it's just you and me. Ooh. Work. <laughs> Miss you, Chris. Yes, of course. And and uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be seeing him soon. We'll be seeing him soon. But uh, he's a happy boy because of his Eagles. Getting it done on Sunday night. Getting it done in a big way. In a big way. In a big way. But uh, the top story we're going with uh, is uh, during the week, St. Louis Cardinals. If 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 <laughs> where where to begin on their game six comeback down to their last strike? Wasn't it twice? Twice down to their last strike. Twice coming back to tying the game three separate times. And, and, and taking the win in extra innings and then finishing it off in Game 7. And you look at how this team made the playoffs as that wild card stretch, that epic collapse by the Braves, their heroic run, making on the last day of the, of the regular season and the way they go through the Phillies, the Brewers. They, they, they handled the, the, the Rangers. I mean, if you think about it, take away that Game 5 gap that we talked about last, last week. That could have been done in six, but in the sixth game, the game I unfortunately could not watch, and, and you did, Ben. So I want to hear I want to hear your reactions to just Game Six. Uh, I did a combination of watching and listening. Uh, but you know, first before I even get into the breakdown, how about my call of uh, you know the Rangers <laughs> winning last week? Oops. Uh, yeah, and it, I was with you. I was with you. Whoops. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's that's why you know we don't get paid for this show yet. You know, because because my prognostications are just that awful. Uh, anyways, great, legendary game six. Another, another great game six in the, in the World Series. We haven't had one in a while. But, uh, this, this one that, you know, it had, I mean, anything you look for in baseball, it had it. Uh, minus great defense. Uh, there were a lot of errors. It was a very sloppy game. Uh, but David Freeze coming up with the, the walk-off home run in the bottom, was it the 13th? Bottom of the 13th, I think. Uh, went real late in the night. And, uh, it was uh, it was a very 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 good game, uh, very well managed. Uh, you know, I must say, very well managed uh, by Tony Larissa. So, this, Who's yeah. Tony Larissa, dude. Larissa, did I say Larissa? <laughs> that that's his, a... that's the that's a sister. <laughs> you, yeah, and and you have to feel good about it um, for him especially. Uh, I mean, he's, he's he's one of the best managers in the game. In history, in history, and uh, yeah. for and uh, in the news that he he will not be coaching next year, uh, good for him leaving out you know out on top. Is that by the way not to already go to next season? Does that mean Albert Pujols is not signing back with the team? I don't know, and you know I haven't heard any rumors or anything like that to to, to 
to guess on that. Uh, do you think? I mean, do you think without okay, LaRusso just there? okay without Larusa there? I, I don't think uh, I don't think that that's going to bear too much on on the, on his decision on on the Cardinals' decision on whether or not they're going to keep uh, Pujols. I've even heard the 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 backup plan would be to to make an offer for Prince Fielder, which would be interesting. Uh, you keeping him in the keeping him in the division, so that would be. Uh, yeah, you know, that would be very interesting. But uh, in my guess, I would say I would say Pujols comes back. Uh, I I hope that he realizes that the years that he wants and at his age, because he wants he wants you know, he wants a longer deal than than what he really should have, and or and uh, at his age. Uh, now, granted, he does produce and he is the team. So you know I I I'd, you know after LeBron left Cleveland. He is the he is St. Louis. I mean, when you think of St. Louis Louis Athletics, who do you think of? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'd probably say. Yeah, I mean, you'd say you'd say Sam Bradford, wouldn't you? Well, I was I was actually uh, Kurt Warner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I say I, I, I say I Albert Pujols. No, uh, no, I, I, I do agree. I think Albert Pujols is one of the biggest names in all of baseball, and they have that in St. Louis, and it's a great baseball town specifically. And it, it's great that you know that city, you know, got a title. <laughs> I don't, I don't usually get happy for many cities' prosperity that isn't Atlanta, uh, but St. Louis, it's, it's, it's a nice town. It's a nice town. They're, they're, a, they're a great fan base. They're, you know, an intelligent one. Uh, even keeled one you don't hear about these you know freakish acts at a, at a baseball game you know with with their fans you know they they know how to how to be competitive but be respectful it's but but and they love it you know they're they're they're, they're loud they're a loud crowd and you know, you know how they feel and uh it's just it's a good baseball city and, and I, I i think it's i think more so than in any other sport when the good baseball cities win it's a win for the the MLB in general, and I think this postseason is a big win for the MLB. I mean, do you, I, I think this was one of the better ones than even in years past. The World Series uh, in, in, encapsulated it with that thrilling Game Six, where we saw things that we've never seen in baseball, or at least not in our lifetimes ever seen. And uh, you know, the spectacular way the postseason begins in that regular season uh, wild card clincher on both sides both leagues and then through a great first round and they said in this in this MLB what 38 of the possible or postseason 38 of the possible 41 games were played and those are competitive series yes yeah very evenly matched teams there were a lot of good teams uh, in, in the playoffs this year but I mean think about this World Series and, and, and what it had it had Albert Pujols with the three home runs it had the game six it had all this pitching it had that gaff in the bullpen I mean there's so many stories that came out of this World Series uh, and it, you know, it was intriguing top to bottom. Just the drama. I, it just, I, I, you know, I go by my Facebook news feed to uh, gauge the social climate, and it was one of those. It was one of those news feed dominators. I mean, you went onto Facebook, and everybody was talking about it. For sure. You, you were a casual fan. You were you were a full time fan. You were a fan of the team or not. Everybody's watching this game. And, you know, certainly that's not to say, oh, baseball is back. And, and, you know, I think Americans like a night of sport and whatever it is. Uh, but do you see any sort of momentum that ML, that the Major League Baseball can can gain going into next year with this postseason? I think a, a lot will hinge. Uh, I do believe that their their uh, the Players Association contract runs out soon. 
So a lot will depend on that. Now, I haven't heard the nasty stuff that I've heard with the, with the NBA or even the, the NFL for that matter. So hopefully the deal will get done and, and hopefully, and hopeful that that, that deal will include another wildcard team. Cause you know, anytime you include more, more cities in a, in a season of 162 games at the end of the, at the end of the year, more teams are playing for that spot. Uh, I think that's going to add more drama towards the end of the season. I think that's going to, that's going to pique public interest that, you know, in my opinion. I mean, it's just a better interest to have your postseason start with more cities tuning in to watch. Correct. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But uh, congratulations to the St. Louis Cardinals, their second title in six years. And uh, if, if it is Pujols' last game, and it was Sonny Lewis' last game in a Cardinal uniform, uh, what a way to go out. Right. Yes. And a, and a dominant uh, Game 7 win, almost. Yeah, you yeah so, so top to bottom, a whooping. Yep, uh, a whooping. Whooping. So, uh, congrats to them, and uh, let's let's let's, uh, let's talk about some college football, Ben. Let's uh, let's start with the top story uh, for for you, for I, for our demographic of listeners uh, in 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 Georgia. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs defeat the Florida Gators twenty four to twenty in Jacksonville on Saturday. It's our second win in the last four seasons, but. More importantly, our fourth in the last. Uh, don't 19, even want to say. <laughs> uh, a, a huge win uh, to, to beat Florida uh, by this young, inexperienced Georgia team, and more importantly, it it keeps us right on pace uh, to maybe steal this SEC South if uh, we can now win out. Where, where is that SEC South division? You know, goodness. You know. All right, you got me. Got well, you, I mean, you got me with the Larissa, it's, so yeah, it's in, tied in up, your face. Tied up. Well, <laughs> in your face. Well, I always have one. Yeah. I always get one. Okay. Well, That's, I mean, I guess I get one too, right? You know, by no, only one of us can suck at this show. Oh, dang it! Not not both of us, but uh, yeah. So now, as, as long as we can win out, and <laughs> you got to think South Carolina can drop one. Uh, coming on the line, but uh, before we get into that, let's talk about the game, Ben. Uh, yeah, let's, let's focus on it. Let's focus it on it. Can 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 I? I mean, am, am I alone when I was saying, you know, we we let them go up seven nothing. We manage a field goal. Blair Walsh is off again. They the kick return by Debs, and then it gets to be what seventeen to three after and that. Half, yep. And you just you just you just got that feeling. Oh yeah, we were texting. Oh yeah, there was there were many many uh Charlie Brown texts going back and forth like oh woe is me Lucy pulls the ball out uh, from under us again stupid Florida bop, 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 bop. They, it, well, it, but then but then well and you you just said by the way uh 17 to 3 at the half I believe it was 17 10 uh thanks to that uh right yes gutsy yes. end of the half drive when when Bobo started to call some better plays Aaron Murray was making some throws and then we kept them off balance with uh, Cruel and uh, found out something that worked. Made it 17-10. Certainly felt better. But for a minute there, it was just looking like the same thing as, as it always is. Florida making plays and us, and us just squandering. Just just not, not making plays. Do the exact opposite. Finding ways to lose in which that the classic Georgia teams have done against Florida. And that, by and large, was the story for the first half. But... Uh, of course, it is a tale of two halves because yeah, that, that that touchdown at the end of the half is very important. And uh, you got to say, you got you got to first of all, I think uh, honorary game ball because he's neither of our game ball, but honorary game balls got to go, or or at least a dog bone on the helmet from from the sports chop shop. Uh, 
Richard Samuels. How about that? How about him just stepping up? The, the, the replacement replacement tailback playing linebacker a year ago comes back to running back his original position and steps up. Wants to make a play and wants to win the game. I mean, he he just talk about a lightning rod. The whole team galvanized him. I mean, you you talk about him. I talk about him. You you I say I'm throwing it to you. I can throw it to me. I, uh, I, 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 you know I want to I want to I want to attack this from from two ways. One, we figured out that running the ball against Florida can work. And that was really the what the what the second half comeback and and what eventually led to the win uh, was just running the ball. That uh, and uh, I guess point two would just be you know echoing what you just said. I mean the guy converting from a linebacker last year playing playing inspired football. It's unfortunate he he did hurt himself in that game. You know before but before he did I he would he would be my game MVP. Yeah, uh, but I, I will give out my actual game ball. Of the week, uh, none other than Jarvis Jones, number 26, the defensive SEC player of the week, uh, records four sacks and a forced fumble, a critical for- forced fumble uh, to really help to turn the tide of the game. Uh, four And four sacks is a uh, tie for a school record. Um, and, and, you know, another, another guy in the, uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball uh, playing inspired football. Finding a way to make plays, you know, it's it's Georgia, Florida is it's it's who's going to take it. It is who is going to step up and and be the lightning rod. And it was no Sean Moreno the last time he won in 07. And that defense playing inspired football. Uh, it, it was it just it was nice to see someone playing with that kind of passion. As you know, Crowell figures it out because he is still the, the freshman and he didn't even necessarily have a bad day. Uh, he got hurt, which kind of kept on the sideline. 18 carries, 81 yards. You really can't ask for much more on 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 just that many carries, and uh, kept him off balance. Now, I, I do want to talk about Aaron Murray. The, uh, the 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 stat line doesn't read too well, and it was not his best game. But uh, I. I've been reading a lot of, I guess, just negative press uh, in the blogosphere about him and about is he a big game quarterback? Is is he is he re- should he really be the starter? Should we be looking at you know the backup more? And I I I I think back on on the days when we watched Matthew Stafford play in his second year and and the fans behind us would call for Joe Cox. It, I, no, Aaron Murray did not play his best game. Is he a good quarterback? Absolutely he is. Is Georgia, Florida one of the biggest stages for a Georgia quarterback to play on? Yes. He's a sophomore. It's his second year starting. We won the game. He made the throws when they needed to be made. And by the way, kudos to our receiving core stepping up and making some clutch grabs on those fourth down throws. Yeah, two fourth down touchdown plays. How about that? Yeah, to the goal line. Set up by Blair Walsh, Walsh being Blair Walsh this year. My goodness, what's going on with him? How the mighty have fallen. A preseason All-American just completely falling off the map. I, I, I don't know how the wheels fell off, but they sure did. Yeah, and, and you know, he, you can tell he's just in that headspace now. He's totally in his head. I mean, it's, it's, a, t- it's a tough place to be. I mean, I mean Mark Rick was not even entertaining the thought 
of kicking towards oh, the end. Oh, not at all. Day. I mean, they, they didn't even, like, think about it. You know, he was just, go, let's go. Let's, let's do this. Yeah, he's thinking, uh, I, I, I send this kid out again, and he misses again. I'm getting fired. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I like Athens, so I'm going to go ahead and, you know, keep throwing the ball. I mean, that honestly, I think that's why he was so resolute. It's like, I'm not losing my job because of you, kid. I'm not, I'm not losing my job because I'm going to get criticized because I didn't just go for it because you're slumping. And that's exactly, I mean, that's, it's a no call, no brainer. But it was nice to see the ones that he did make. Uh, but a young Georgia team not playing perfect football but pulling it out over a, another young Florida team. But uh, the defense really doing the job. The defense playing with a short field, playing, you know, uh, playing behind. Due to shoddy special teams. Yeah, how about that special teams play? That that punter. Uh, thank God he's gonna he's going for the academic Heisman this year, and he's smart. <laughs> he is not going to be going to the NFL. And that and that's unfortunate because he he in, in years past was was uh, I mean those two guys, Blair Wallace and Drew Butler, were were cornerstones I'd say of the team. You know, yeah. Especially last year when we struggled, it was like, oh yeah. well, at least we have a good punter and a good kicker. Woo, yeah. you know. But uh, not this year, not the case this year. No, and you know, I, I, to a certain amount, I can, I can accept the, the, the coverage issues, okay? We're, we're fielding a lot of walk-ons and freshmen on, on, on those special teams. I mean, we're just that's, just, that's just where we're young. Just- I, I, I did want to get your, your, your thoughts on something. We don't have a special teams coordinator. Why not? I, I don't under. I, I mean... I, I guess I understand what, where you could, you could you could teach tackling through a defensive coordinator, but just especially that one where he ran it back, just no one seemed to stay in their lane, and there was just a, a four lane highway for that guy to haul down the, straight down. Yeah, uh, I will say that. I mean, my point though, I, well, doesn't I don't know how many how many colleges do have special teams? Well, that, I mean that they're in, or special teams coach, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I got you. But uh, I, you know, I have no idea. You know, I, I would imagine that most do. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to look up uh, that fact. I, well, th- Ohio State doesn't have one, don't they? They do not have a special teams coach either. Well, they don't have a coach right now. Well, they, they have an interim coach. Say, say, say they do have a coach. <laughs> he doesn't have a. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I thought you said that to me. Maybe it was the Browns. <laughs> it sure seems that way, but that, that's <laughs> that's the players. It's not really <laughs> the coach. Uh, I mean, what I was gonna say though is, you know, I, I look. Demps has sub four four speed. That that is a hundred. That is a hundred meter dash NCAA national champion. If if he returns one on you because he takes a seam as big as it was, that that's one thing, okay? Because he can do that to a lot of football teams. Our, our preseason All-Americans, that is not excusable. Blair Walsh and Drew Butler, that, that is where I worry. Because, you know, you, there are X amount of kickoffs in a, in a football game compared to how many punts and field goals, for that matter. You know, we, we, we could have been up in that game by two scores, three scores, if Blair Walsh, I think only if, if you tack on two of the, the, the two that he missed, that were very makeable. It, yeah, it, it really it makes you wonder. But um, Drew Butler be- is thanking. Was it Todd Grantham, the d- defensive coordinator? He's he's still, he's just thank you, thank yeah. you so much. The defense <laughs> is where it was where we won that game. There's absolutely. absolutely, yeah. 
They look. Con- Florida looked confused on offense. They looked confused, in the, especially in the second half. They, I was really liking what Grantham was doing. Absolutely, he Me deserves too. he deserves praise. Bobo, I feel, was inconsistent. I feel, I feel like Bobo would have moments. Like he, we, we. This is my point exactly. We, he, he, we have, we have that great drive that results in a touchdown. It looks like we've got some stuff figured out. Great, Isaiah's running, Murray's throwing. We got the ball to the second half. What do we do? Two straight runs to Carlton Thomas, and he gets popped in the backfield. We, we, we go to our undersized, you know, pretty much at this point, third string running back. When is when has he been effective at any point this season? And we go to him twice. Just what what are you thinking, Mike Bobo? Uh, the, you know, it, it's just like and then we do that. I try to say something nice about him at the half and my text to you, and then we do that. <laughs> so it's really your fault for texting me. Absolutely, but you know, it's a Georgia team with a, with a ways to go. But that's kind of life in the SEC East this year. It's a lot of young teams, and someone's got to step up, and it needs to be Georgia. Should be Georgia, and uh, if we can win out. You got to think South Carolina. They got Arkansas, and they at do Arkansas. have Florida. Yeah, and, and at Arkansas, and they do have Florida. So, but Arkansas did almost lose to Vandy this week. Listen, this is not your your grandfather's Vandy. Uh, Vandy has been playing people this season. They've not been winning. They're they're like the they're like the Carolina Panthers of the SEC. Uh, okay, okay. They're still Vandy. They gave Georgia all we could handle the other week. They've been pesky, is what is all I'm saying. That this. It's they are Vandy, but I mean, uh, has, outside of Mississippi State and you know any other the the one double A schools that we played. I mean, who else has given you know how has Georgia just blown out top to bottom? I guess Mississippi too. I mean, we we handled Mississippi State and Mississippi. I yeah, mean, that's the the state that football forgot. <laughs> so you know, I, I got to think South Carolina with losing Lattimore for the season and being without Stephen Garcia, who was the starter. You lose a starting quarterback, you're starting running back, and they look confused against Tennessee. Uh, not much was working for uh, the old Paul coach. Thankfully for them, they still have a defense. And, uh, yeah. shut and it was them Tennessee. Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was Tennessee, right. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, it's Tennessee. And they're ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let, let's, let's go to some of the other scores. Uh, they, kudos, Georgia. Congrats. We win. We beat Florida. Woo-woo. Uh, we, let, let's look elsewhere. In, in the... In the NCAA, uh, more more madness, to, so to speak. Uh, we've got more upsets going on. Uh, Clemson, number five, Clemson, now has a one in that loss column after going into Atlanta against Georgia Tech and pretty much getting dominated the entire game. Uh, Tech winning thirty-one to seventeen, and uh, I, it's funny, by the way. I had to comment, Jeff Schultz, the AJC writer, talking about Tech is now all of a sudden back in the title hunt. And I'm like, that is just – to me, I'm sorry. That, that's life in the ACC. You're, you're, you are inconsistent and underwhelming for half the season, but then you, you beat another team that's going to prove to be inconsistent and underwhelming but happens to be, you know, the team with a better record. And all of a sudden you're back, you're back in the title hunt. You know this. This is this is the three-loss, you know, conference champion every year in the ACC. And you know you got to think a little bit if you're thinking objectively in the ACC. The Georgia Tech kind of ruined the story for the ACC as like a as a national relevant power, at least as far as Clemson's run. Yeah, yeah. That that loss that loss was pretty bad. 
Uh, if you made the game competitive, you could say, well, you know, they did fight hard. It just looked like they laid down. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia Tech just got all over them. Uh, they, the Atlanta was, they were rocking. They were loud. Yeah, they, all all 35,000 of them. Oh, but that Atlanta skyline in the background, I'll tell you what. Uh, we, we got still on that awful campus. <laughs> yeah, Georgia Tech's awful. Uh, <laughs> but and and elsewhere, uh, number six Stanford nearly going down in the late late game. Those of you who stayed up to watch, uh, like me and Ben Downey, uh, Stanford nearly. Uh, uh, correction, I didn't say. Uh, you're old. Uh, nearly goes down against USC, fifty six to forty eight. This one went into triple OT. Benny D. That's nice. It was. Did you play <laughs> that? <laughs> No, it was off the top of my head. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, just tune into the show. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll surprise you. Huh, okay. But, uh, this is a pretty thrilling game, and, uh, they, they were, they were hitting Andrew Luck, they were getting Andrew Luck, and, uh, it, it was very exciting. Um, I don't know if this is gonna necessarily hurt them in any of the polls. USC 6 and 2, and, and, you know, they're ranked, so it's just. Well, Stanford, I mean, due, due to the losses, uh, Stanford's number 4 now in the BCS. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, well, you look at these kind of games where, like, a powerhouse, you know, a, a national title contender gets tested, and you, you look at, you know, is this a sign? And, well, USC is not your father's USC. Uh, they're certainly... Oh, well, your older brother's USC, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're certainly uh, dropping stuff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That, that, that's how I end that. Uh, how about Oklahoma? Uh, letting out a little, a little frustration, maybe, on... Uh, Previously undefeated Kansas State. Uh, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. I mean, did, did we not? We did. We we did kind of uh, graze this point uh, when I when I proposed if they could actually finish undefeated. But I mean, to go out like that, they didn't. I mean, they haven't really played anybody yet. Well, I mean, still, uh, I, I mean, I, I understand, but you're at home. <laughs> you're you're top ten. It's it's a conference rival who is usually the, the the power and just had a loss. It's your game to win. You, you can't you can't you can't do better than a third of their score. Hey, you let them put up nearly sixty in your house. It's it's, it's hard to win against Oklahoma. You try doing it. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oklahoma. Absolutely. Uh, let's you know what and uh, let's talk about your Buckeyes. Yeah. You, Let's you want to do take it. this one? You want to take this one? How about that game? Uh, yeah. I, I, I had to record this game. I, I had I had commitments that night, so I, you know I watched that. You know I watched. Uh, I, I I ended up watching only the last three minutes. Uh, but from what I could gather from the but game, you needed to watch, baby. That's exactly right. A very back and forth game, which with three minutes left in the game, it looked clear that Ohio State was just going to walk with that. Uh, then then Wisconsin comes back, scores a couple touchdowns, then we're down. And a kid who had thrown, what, maybe eight passes the whole game, comes out with his head on fire, throws, I think, three or four great passes, including one, uh, I'll pass that, you, I, I'll never forget that pass, because I, I, I saw it, and I was like, who in the heck is he throwing this ball to, because the camera angle of it, and then in comes streaking this, this magical man with two hands wide open, boom, touchdown, Columbus erupts. And then, and then the possession after that with the, with the pass interference call that allowed Wisconsin to get another, another shot at the end zone. They didn't. Columbus exuberant again. And, uh, how about that? How about that? You don't know the receiver's name, do you? I do not. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> it was fine. Make sure. Um, no, I, that, that was, I was watching it live and I, I'm glad I didn't uh, give anything away when I texted you what was, as it was happening. Uh, glad I gave you only, uh, su- su- surprised wordings. Um, yeah, yeah that, you, that well, both, was, uh, I had, I had to, I had to, you know, get both you and my dad, uh, with, with that text, uh, the, the, uh, hey, no, 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 don't do that kind of thing. Well, you gotta tell us. Yeah, buddy. it was, it, it, I, I don't, I don't blame you or my father. It is, it is my fault for not doing the radio silence text. Yeah. I, and, and the play, by the way, watching it, I, yeah, he, for those of you who may not have caught this highlight, and if you have not, why are you not loading it up on YouTube or NCAA right now? I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, they're on, they're on what, you know, they're, they're, Wisconsin's 40, and he rolls out. He catches that little, like, you know, rolls out to the flat, and I thought he was really going to try and catch that edge. Yeah, I thought he was going to take off. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, kid. Come on, kid. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. And uh, the heave across his body to the center of the field, I'm like, where's – I'm just watching him roll out. I'm going, where is he going? Oh, my God, he's going to throw. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a guy there. Poor Wisconsin. Too late. The last second uh, heaves down them, and their undefeated season now goes to two losses. Yep, I was I was noting that irony. Uh, does Terrell Pryor make that throw in that game? Who cares? Move on. <laughs> let's let's. Uh, who cares? He's a Raider. He's a Raider. I, I think the answer is no. Just by the way, I I don't care. <laughs> he is no longer a Buckeye. Oh, that is that how it is? That is how it. I mean, it, it, I didn't see him there on a Saturday with the jersey on. Okay, just, just you know, he's gauging how he's just regarded now by the Buckeye Nation. Well, can we go? Can we go Uni Watch? Can we do Uni Watch on this game? Because it was the Ohio State Bulldogs. It looked like. <laughs> I mean, with the almost the exact same helmet that Georgia wore, you know, minus the G, and it was silver instead of black. But what I mean, what did you think of it? What, what were your thoughts on on, on those unis? Yeah, I mean, it just looked like the prototype they used for George, and they just did different colorations and just a slightly different design here and there. I, I liked it. I'm, I'm down with all these new unis, um, and I thought I thought Ohio State was looking pretty modern. Yes, you know, I agree. I like it when the especially traditional schools do it. I agree. I agree. I would like to see an Alabama. I'd like to see a, a Penn State do the same thing. Maybe Nebraska. I'd like to see them do do one of those as well. I mean, uh, you don't say that like the whole thing started with at least the gloves. In the Alabama, Alabama made that famous. The 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 design on the underside of the glove. Oh, uh, where yeah, where they get the personal foul penalties after every touchdown because they think they're so cool by putting their hands up. Are they it not is... allowed to put their hands up? And they get a flag. I know. That's college football. Uh, that is college football. <laughs> uh, but okay, so now now we have five undefeated teams left. Five, five, and uh, it is. <laughs> Any Tober, never mind. Um, all right. So, but but what we do know is that after this Saturday night at eight o'clock, or rather at at midnight, we will have one less. At least one less on Saturday. At least one less. And uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna make our our third time predicting this game. Are you sticking with it? Are you sticking with home your, team? Yep. Bama. Going, Bama. Hmm. Bama. And Why? I, 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 I see. I knew you were gonna ask that. And I'm gonna in my explanation is. I, 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 I'm going to give you an audible shoulder shrug. I don't. I, yeah, just a feeling. So you're going to give me a. Mm. Ah. I like the uniforms better. 
<laughs> no, I, I, they're very evenly matched teams, and I think you could agree with that. Both have very stifling defenses, and you have. I think this is going to be an interesting game uh, five years from now when you when you look at the NFL and you see just how many NFL players come out of this game. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, I will say, if LSU wants to go into Tuscaloosa and win this game, they they are going to have to figure out a way to get the ball moving through the air. They cannot make their bread and butter rushing the ball all game like they did, you know, most of the season. Uh, it's just not going to work for 60 minutes against against Alabama. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're they're pretty stout on on the interior, and they do well against the run, and they do well against the run at home as well. So that's that that's where I would put maybe advantage Alabama, um, but. You know, it's it's possible that uh, they can get something going through the air. I mean, they're 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 a bit they're a quick strike team. Is LSU? Um, yeah, ask Auburn about that. <laughs> yeah, ask no Oregon joke. about that. Exactly. I mean, they they get they go on a streak and they go for a flurry. And if if Bama's not ready and they have they have been prone to slow starts. I've been I've been saying that for a while. And if they have one against LSU, it's we're gonna get embarrassed. And I do. I do like both teams coming off the bye for this game. I mean, both teams have to be just amped and ready to go. Yep. Yep. Uh, I gave my game ball, by the way. Did you? Uh, yeah. It was, it cool. Was Jarvis, it was Jarvis Jones. Do you want to give some uh, some villains and heroes and? Uh, I, 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 as it sees fit right now, I'm going to go with my villains, and that's uh, Isaiah Crowell, uh, aforementioned freshman running back, Carlton Thomas, the guy who sucked on those two plays right out of the half, and Ken McCollum, who I'd never heard of. You Have do. you heard of the, uh, Okay. Uh, all three of these guys fail a drug test for Georgia. Uh, there's three Georgia running backs, and the fourth Georgia running back has an ankle injury, so looks like we're going to have to play running back by committee against the vaunted, vaunted North Carolina, or North Carolina, New Mexico State defense. Uh, I mean, you throw out the records when, you know, when uh, I almost did it again. New Mexico State, Georgia, when they get together. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, a bit of a, you know, a bit of controversy here because uh, news coming out today. Today is Tuesday. Uh, when were these drug tests uh, taking place? And if they were before the Florida game, and if Mark Rick did know about that, how were they able to play against uh, Florida? So. Uh, yeah, so far it's what it's it's an unnamed source saying that the tests were administered before the Florida game. Yeah, it's not concrete. There 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 was no concrete reports as to when these tests came out. But right. it, I I you know I get that itchy feeling. I get that dirty feeling. I you know I don't I don't feel good about that. I mean I I don't want to speculate too far until until we know or don't know sure, when, the, sure. when the tests come out. However, however, to speculate. Uh, Let's let's say let's say Mark Rick does have some prior knowledge, and the kind of hot seat he is on this season can can we not consider for a moment the decision? And these players are suspended, as we mentioned against New Mexico State. Um, but if if they weren't for Florida, and we knew about the results, can we not for a moment maybe consider that even if these players were not supposed to play? Is it not maybe a little bit in Rick's mind that the Georgia fan base doesn't want to see some of our top players riding the pine for Florida, no matter the reason? I mean, to a, to a fault. But are you kind of picking up what I'm putting down here, Ben Downey? I mean, I, I understand that point, and 
if your job is on the line and, and you have something as big as this. Now, you know, kudos for Mark Rick not for not doing the Jim Trestle thing where, you know, oh, I don't know about that. And then, uh, yeah, you did. Um, but just the timing of it makes me feel kind of dirty. And I, I, I mean, I, obviously you, you do anything to keep, you know, keep your job, especially, especially nowadays. Yep. I, I, I understand. Something, knowing the Georgia contingency specifically, I just have that in the back. Oh, of my and I mean, I mean, you could do this with, uh, with a lot of college fan bases too. But we're, I mean, we're talking the floor. Right. Okay, okay. We're talking Rick's hot seat. We're talking the kind of fans that they don't. I mean, they just read in the newspaper, oh, Rick suspended these players. You know, there's going to be that percentage that says they're just, it's just not going to sit well. You know, it's not. Even for a good reason, uh, you know, like a substance abuse policy, uh, which is, you know, just I'm just putting it out there. That's all I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just laying it out, just lobbing it up, lobbing it up. Bump set spike. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my hero uh, before we depart from NCAA talk. Uh, my hero, uh, Eric Legrand uh, of Rutgers football, uh, para- paralyzed on the field uh, a year ago, and led his team out onto the field last Saturday against West Virginia. Uh, a very a very very touching moment, and it's it's. It's in the hard. snow. In the snow. In the snow. It, it, it is at the same time hard not to think about that tragedy and, and just you know this this kid was playing football and now he's you know he, he almost wasn't going to be able to even you know move move his neck for the rest of his life. Positivity. Uh, That's what he's got. Positivity. Yeah, he he is a remarkable young man. Uh, hearing him talk in the booth and just kind of hearing you can just hear in his voice uh, how he is kind of coped and dealt and, and moved on. Um, so you, you are a hero, Eric Legrand, in, in the truest sense of the word. Um, so uh, the, the, an extra special hero uh, on, on this week's Sports Chop Shop. Sports Chop Shop. You know, because that, that is really heroic. He didn't just go out and, you know, win a big game. He, he is, uh, as, we, as you were saying, as from the pre-show, channeling the positive. Channeling the positive. So let's, uh, let's swing it to NFL football. Uh, really nothing to talk about. Falcons of the bye week, so we're going to see you next week on the uh, no, um, Falcons and Buccaneers, for that matter, on a bye week. Uh, let's let's start with um, let's start with the the biggest game coming into coming into Sunday. Uh, New England heading into Pittsburgh. All three of us last week predicting the Patriots winning, but uh, the Steelers really just. Uh, Moving the ball through the air and shutting down Brady pretty well, and and give me your thoughts here on this, Ben. Uh, the, Pittsburgh's game plan was was excellent. Uh, keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands as much as possible. I think they only had the Patriots only had a ball for like a minute and a half in the first quarter. That's it. So so keeping the ball in their hands, keeping those first downs going, establishing the run, and playing superb defense, confusing Tom Brady. Uh, that last play of the game was was great, even though Troy Polamalu cheated and hit hit the fumble into the back of the end zone. Uh, you know, great great defensive call, you know, great defensive uh, game by uh, called by Dick LeBeau, their defensive coordinator. Uh, and you know, I'm going to give a lot of credit to to Mike Tomlin. I mean, he had he had to uh, to keep feeding to their players all of the prognostications that that had the Patriots walking in this game. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I certainly thought so. Oh, yeah, we all did. Yep. Yep, and uh, the the Steelers for 
you know, the next thing I want to talk about, just by the way, we're we're gonna we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna stay in in your division, Ben. Uh, as far as the Steelers, they're six and two, by the way. Uh, after that week one shellacking from the Ravens, and uh, kind of a shaky start. Now they're they're sitting pretty. They're they are top of the division, one looking like one of the best teams in the league once again. And let's talk about the Ravens, who barely fended off the Cardinals, the biggest comeback in Ravens history to beat. The one and five Arizona Cardinals, thirty to twenty-seven. Ravens are five and two, and they did have that that tie-breaking win thus far uh, against the Steelers in Week One, a convincing win. But they've really been inconsistent these these uh, last few uh, weeks. Terribly inconsistent. What do we make of the Ravens at this point? Uh, they're they're the roller coaster. They are the roller coaster. They they have they definitely have their signature win in the blowout of the Steelers, and then they have these losses: the loss to the Titans, the loss to. Uh, the, the Jaguars on Monday night, and and this all near loss to a hapless Cardinals team. Yeah, uh, really no rhyme or reason for it. And in your house, in Baltimore. In the house. You just – the, the AFC North is a tough division to win. And if you want to win it, you can't have these, these losses. I mean, coming off the heels of losing to Jacksonville, you can't nearly blow two straight games to teams that didn't have three wins between them. Who are you, Baltimore Ravens? Make a commitment. Because I tell you who's right on your heels. The Bengals are five and two. Ben Downey. They just beat the Seahawks 30, 34 to twelve. Andy Dalton, AJ Green is a connection that is happening in the NFL. What 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 do we make of these Bengals? What do we make of these Bengals? Uh, I you know you know I hate doing this, and, and you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna bomb me on this. I'm ready. And, uh, NFL. NFL scheduling. Uh, look at their five wins. Uh, their, their signature win is against the Bills, which is a good win. It's a home win. But you know when you when you beat the Seahawks, okay, you're supposed to. You beat the Browns, who are, are just anemic in, in every sense of the word. Uh, the the teams that they are beating, they're teams that they should beat, and they they do count as you know obviously a win's a win. Hang and they're on five a and second. two. Hang they on have a not who who. Who should the Bengals be beating? Let me tell you this. Let's put it to preseason. Carlson Palmer's not coming back. This kid, Andy Dalton, who from no one is really sure about coming out of TCU, is your starting quarterback. A.J. Green is a rookie. you got a rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver, and a team that has been flat and inconsistent last year being their only like kind of return to any sort of winning form. Who are the Bengals supposed to be beating? I, I'm sorry. It, 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 it's like what Bill Parcells says. You are your record. It doesn't matter who, who it's over. You're 5-2 and two in the NFL over bad teams, over, over lackluster teams. You're 5-2, and two, and you are <laughs> the Bengals with really nothing to hang your hat on coming into this season. I, I mean, who are the Bengals supposed to beat? Well, okay, so they beat Cleveland. Uh, I think they lost to Denver. Lost to San Francisco, beat Buffalo, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Seattle. I mean, I mean, we'll find out real soon. Uh, they got Tennessee this week, and then Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. It does Baltimore. get more difficult. Yeah, and they haven't it, played a single game against Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. The division play is going to make or break this team, just like anybody. And but I, I, you know, I, I will say we need to we need to give a lot of credit to their defense. Their defense has has, has kept them in the games. And played, you know, beyond anybody's expectations. Because you're right, you know, I, I will give you that, that, you know, who are they supposed to be beating, you know? You're going into the season, we had all these question marks. I mean, this was this was the hapless Bengals. This, exactly. was, this was, who the heck is this? 
So, you know, I, I do, you know, I, I do agree with you, but you, I, I do look at the schedule and I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Well, I, you know, we're, we're talking about these Ravens who are struggling with teams they should be beating. I mean, we talk about just chalk up what should have been a win for the Bengals against the Jags was part of that schedule you mentioned. Uh, the Jags just took out the Ravens last week on Monday Night Football in front of the whole country. Okay, so week week nine. We're going into week nine. Uh, Bengal stock buying or selling? Uh, you know, or what? or just passing altogether. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this. Look, Andy Dalton is wow. playing at a high level. Andy Dalton's wow. playing at a high level early on, and AJ Green, baby. Uh, 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 I mean, Green. so this is a semi homer pick then. I tell me that AJ Green is not. If not already, I mean, going to be one of the I won't deny years. that. I, I won't, I, you know, I, I won't and can't deny that. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, dude. He's got 33 receptions, five touchdowns already. He averages 15.6 a catch. Yeah. 516 yards. I mean, right, uh, but this is, this is no shock to you or you or me. I mean, we saw this athlete, you know, grow up, you know, those past three years. Absolutely. But that's my point exactly. I mean, it's such a talented receiver with the guy who could sling the ball. I, I mean, what's what's not to like? You got your QB, you got the target, and you know, not for nothing, they're rushing the ball pretty pretty decently. Uh, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do with this. Benson. Here's here's yeah. what here's what I'll do with this stock. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and buy it, but not for this year. They have two first round picks next year. Hmm. They they are loaded with draft picks. Thank yep. you, Carson Palmer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the. <laughs> I, I'll give you that a uh, a stock to watch. They can be your lions of next year in the AFC. <laughs> lions of last year, but this year for next year. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense to us, but probably makes zero sense to anyone else. I'm gonna tell you this. I I think that they. Uh, I think I think they can take some from the from the Ravens. Tell me why not? Uh, I mean. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, why why not? You're right. Exactly. Yeah, right. it's it's. Certainly uh, a possibility, but I don't know if we're going to beat the Steelers. But anyhow, uh, do we want to talk about your Browns? Anything about your Browns? Nope. All right, moving on. Uh, Browns lost twenty to ten against the uh, the six and one San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Mighty, mighty San Francisco Forty Nine ers. I will say kudos to Frank Gore for becoming second uh, all time Forty Nine ers rusher. Yep. And I do believe now. Now I'm, I'm just saying this because uh, just because I'm a Georgia fan, but I do believe Garrison Hurst holds that record. I was about to say, I was like, number one, name the other <laughs> marquee San Francisco 49er running backs, and Garrison Hurst doesn't count. Uh, although the Bulldog did have an illustrious career for, you know, three seasons for the, uh, <laughs> for, for the Niners. Uh, I mean, by the way, uh, look out for these, these mighty 49ers. Uh, I mean, we, we, we keep talking about how Jim Harbaugh's got it going on. And, I mean, yeah. If we if we want to, you know, talk about this game, let's just talk about the 49ers and how and, and how awesome this team is. Talk uh, about it. Defensively sound, top to bottom. Offensively, getting it done with a quarterback that was in the trash heap. I mean, who at the beginning of the season was like Alex Smith? Yes, please. No one. No one. We we'd seen enough of Alex Smith. He was a former number one pick. Didn't have didn't have it for whatever reason. And he has this uh, comeback player. If there, I don't even know if there is a comeback player of the year in the. In the National Football League, but if there is, he would be he would get my vote instantly. I would say so. Yep, this is this is a good 49ers team. Uh, you know, you are your record six and one. There's uh, how many teams in the NFL right now with only one loss? Uh, you're telling me. Give you a hint. One, 49ers. There you go. 
It's, uh, I mean, no one's going to catch him, obviously, in the NFC West. So it's, we're really, you know, we're, we're, we're just going to have to see what they do in the playoffs. But uh, so far. I was off on the uh, all-time leading rusher. It's uh, some guy named Joe Perry. Hmm. Okay. Well, so that was less than exciting. But Garrison Hurst, Georgia boy. Whoop. Uh, and, and speaking of uh, from, from the teams that have been good all season to the teams that are now all of a sudden – after a two-game win streak, the Eagles are right the heck back in the NFC uh, East uh, playoff hunt. And how quickly things change. The Eagles win two games. The Redskins lose two games. They're at the bottom of the division. Uh-oh. And uh, here the Eagles are second. What What happened to the NFC East in general that such mediocre football is is kind of overtaking all four teams? Tell me about it. I mean, this was at the beginning of the season. You had your Giants, your Cowboys, and your Eagles, and you're like, uh-oh, this is going to be a tough division. Then you had the Giants last week almost losing to the Hapless Dolphins. Yep. And you had the Redskins. Having to come back against the Dolphins. Yeah, that's big. another point. Yeah, big, another yeah. – anyways. Uh, then uh, going into Canada, uh, Washington Redskins, Mike Shanahan, first loss, first shutout loss in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Just put up nothing against the Bills. Nothing. Well, his offense couldn't clear security. <laughs> their their offense uh, didn't make it through customs. Is yeah, that right? Uh, all, all the playbooks got confiscated. Yeah, yeah, it is tough. I mean, it's not that easy just to go into Canada anymore. You don't just need your driver's license. You need a, you need the slew of international uh, paperwork. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and I guess you know more on the uh, the the Tony Romo like love him hate him now hate him <laughs> hate him this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, not 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 really showing up in this game. Kind of the Tony Romo story. It just he just can't. It be, is fascinating to me. Yeah, the, just can't the be way one, way one guy the way one guy can be lauded one you know one week and then the next week he is the rat of of all rats. Yep, uh, it's well. It's, that's what happens when you play inconsistently. Yeah, no doubt. Eh, Tony Romo. Anyhow, uh, I want to go to my favorite game of the day, and that was the St. Louis Rams beating, defending the dome, defending that that St. Louis turf. I don't know. I got with uh, with uh, Tony Larissa on the sign on the sidelines, <laughs> uh, getting their first win of the season over the Saints. Ah. <laughs> uh, Eerily similar to the Saints Browns game last year. Mm-hmm. Eerily similar, and I, I will say uh, the the Patriots loss eerily similar to the Patriots loss against the Browns last year. So now the the Falcons only a half game back behind the Saints. Thanks for uh, thanks for blowing it. Thumbs up. Um, thanks, make- stupid. <laughs> <laughs> do do we make much of this game, Ben? How much how much no. cloud are you putting? To no, it? Uh, I, I I see this as. Uh, you know, a team that came out ready to play, and a team that had trouble getting inspired to play. That, that's so that's how that's how I read this. You know, there's no sort of long. I mean, you no, talk about. I still really? think this, I, I still think the Saints are a playoff team. Even, but even. you talked about the Saints last year doing this against the Browns, and then they got beat by by Seattle in the first. Well, round. That, I, I, you know, I that would be three games that we can mention just right now off the top of our head where they had trouble getting up for games against NFL competition. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit. You know, you you got to peg a little bit on the coaching at that point, right? I, I just see a team that, with, uh, that and an 0-6 team with their backup quarterback. Yep. 
Yep. I, I don't know how they lost that game. I really don't. But yeah, uh, I kept, I kept thinking it. that whoever was updating the scores on the, on the bottom line was, you know, was drunk or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, keeping the NFC South, uh, the only other NFC South team in action uh, on Sunday, the Panthers. I really thought they were going to pull out over the Vikings, but the Vikings squeezing out the win in Carolina, 24 to 21. Panthers uh, competitive, but not winning. Uh, Vikings or not? That's uh, that's that's another one of those stocks that I'll buy now for next year. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, then there you go. Okay, so you know, season three of Sports Chop Shop. I already have my dark horses for 2012. Write it down. Thank you. Write it down. Bengals and Panthers. Super Bowl. <laughs> um. And and last night, Monday night, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defending home against the Chargers, 23 Fine. to 20. Finding a way to get it done at at the end. Favorite uh, favorite part of the game is uh, the many 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 and I don't obviously I don't watch that many Chiefs games but the many many shots of uh, years of my favorite NFL former head coach Romeo Cornell. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was gonna do it on the air, but I'm, yeah, I'm I don't think anyone will get it. But he looks <laughs> he, he looks like Jabba the Hutt. Yes. Uachi <laughs> nasi. I could not do it, but I, it makes me laugh talk. every time. Go ahead. One thing I want to talk about, we, we kind of uh, maligned Philip Rivers uh, last week and kind of w- w- where you at. Uh, throws for 369 yards, but zero TDs. What do you, what do we take away from Philip well, Rivers? Well, he did throw a touchdown, but was there was a phantom uh, phantom pass interference call right before half. I had to settle for a field goal. I, I I chalk this up to you know another. They they really don't step up. They start playing until week nine or ten. You would think it's just it's it's someone's gonna take advantage, but yeah, this, there's just no. Uh, they did last year. Chiefs Chiefs won the division. That's true. It's true. And then here they are uh, already getting an. Rattling, yeah, yeah, rattling off four in a row. Yep. All right. Hey, do do you Kansas City Chiefs and uh, prove prove Chris right about uh, Matt Castle because Matt Castle is his boy. He <laughs> he, he believes I, I, that story's still fascinating. How he didn't play at all in college. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. gets and, and falls back asward into a, a a great situation in New England. Parlays that into uh, a great contract in Kansas City. Good for him. An all, an all pro season. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Good for him. Mind you. Uh, well, okay. Let's uh, let's let's wrap up the NFL and uh, this week and give out the, the rest of our uh, our game balls and benchings and kind of take us through the rest of the game. Um, let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take. The, the first one, if, if I may. Go ahead. And, uh, first of all, uh, Dolphins, you are my villain. Win a game. Quit looking so terrible. Reggie Bush, stop, t- stop saying your team is bad. You are bad. And, you know, to the teammate that called him back out, it's all bad. Win a, win a game and, 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 and be adults. Anyhow, uh, my, my benching, uh, good, old, good old Tim Tebow. 172 yards, only one touchdown, one interception, three fumbles, and seven sacks against uh, against the Lions in that whooping, or, or as we can call it, Georgia-Florida Part 2 with Matthew Stafford of the Lions against Tebow of the Broncos. Uh, whooping up on him, 45-10. to 10. Stafford looks immaculate. Tebow looks like Tebow. And, uh, I mean, can, can, I not, can, I, can we not just say it again? I believe we're we're just that one step closer to to this being over. I think I think the the media outlets are all ready to jump over this guy 
and I'm kind of ready for it. I'm just ready for the experiment to be over. Uh, my prediction would be is that it, it, it is over in, in Denver, but I think you'll get another shot somewhere, and then it'll Why? be Why? Based on what? Florida fans and their their ability to you know sell you know sell tickets. I mean that's, I mean you you're telling me that you know if he goes to Jacksonville they won't don't put butts in seats. Uh, why didn't you draft him? Because <laughs> do you, you see him play? <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville so, was like no. <laughs> Pass. Yeah, they passed on the draft and he looks Pass. like crap. Then he's actually played, so they're gonna go get him. I I don't know. I I, I think it's over in in Denver. Frankly, there's there's been no no period of time. Where he's played enough inspired football to be like he should get the, the start somewhere else. No. He has squandered no, all I, of his opportunities. I'm not saying that's just my prediction. I, I don't I don't agree with it. I don't think that it should be that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll all see. Uh, so I, you know, I, on that game in particular, Georgia Florida Part Two with you know Stafford winning, I'm gonna go with my hero of the Detroit Lions. Uh, mocking T-Bowing. If you haven't done so already, check out T-Bowing.com. It's hilarious. All the T-Bowing. It's just great. Uh, so the one of the vaunted Detroit Lions defensive linemen throws down Tim Tebow, then strikes the post right behind him. It's great. It's great. Then the tight end rumbles and bumbles down to the two-yard line. Tebow. Straight Tebow. It's great. I, I loved it. I love throwing that back in his face. It's, but you gotta think though, like, it's, is it not just a little bit, like, it's a little sacrilegious. sacrilegious. Yeah, it's exactly. a little bit. That, but at the same time, it's, it, it's fun, it's, it's sacrilegious in, in, in that, you know, obviously he's, he, Tebow's going down to pray, but just the over exuberance of it all. Come on. <laughs> well, it seems like, by the way, the Tebowing thing, it, it seems like it's embraced by the, the fans and the haters alike. Yes. Which, which, which is kind of how, how it, it gets it gets excused, but uh, I love it. I, I love the. I mean, you know, I, I I rag on the Lions last week, but I but I like it this week. I have to say, I'm totally talking out of both sides of my mouth. I I thought it was hilarious. Um, I'm a hypocrite. Okay, okay, sports chop shop. All right, I like it when it's good for me. I hate it when it's bad. I mean, I, I mean, you're a homer. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just, I'm just you know, I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to be honest about it. Just be honest with yourself. I mean, that's that's really what it's all about. Can I be real, son? Be real, son. <laughs> uh, let, let's uh, let's let's hit up your bench and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll wrap up this uh, this NFL Sunday. Well, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do both my game ball and benching if 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 that's okay. I'm gonna do my game ball first. Uh, they're both running backs. Uh, first one would be the game ball of Lashawn McCoy. Thirty carries for 185 yards and two touchdowns. Man was hungry, and they fed him. That was a, an impressive performance by a running back. Uh, my benching, Chris Johnson. After after moaning and groaning about his contract, he gets fifty to fifty fifty five to fifty six million over the next six years. A lowly stat line of one hundred and seven carries, uh, three hundred two yards, two point eight yards per carry, and one touchdown. That is definitely not worth half of what that what they pay him. Yeah, do you do you think he's just got his money and he's sandbagging it, or is he just having a bad year? You know, I I, I have no idea. The only, the only game I saw him and he looked great because he was playing the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> did he did he get his touchdown against the Cleveland Browns? You know, I'm not sure. I'm pretty, yeah, I I would get. He did get over a hundred. It's the only game he went over a hundred. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, that 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 is. Uh, it's, I I. 
you, I don't believe you can justify that kind of money for a running back at all. I'm sorry. The, the quarterback is a more important position to winning football games than the running back. The best running back should not make the kind of money the best quarterback does. That's not elitist. That is just what the value is on. You win in the NFL by, by throwing the football. That's if right. You have a, if you have a great running back, you will probably win more games than most teams. But that has to complement your excellent quarterback. Well, I mean, uh, look around the league. Who, who are the great running backs? I, I mean, you look, you look at Adrian Peterson. What's that team doing? You know, one, one win finally. Yeah, I, I think running backs in this day and age in football, and I, I have to credit Colin Cowherd with kind of starting me on this train of thought. I mean, the trend is running backs don't last as long, and the production is lower. The point totals are going up. I mean, as the offense has changed for war passing, the running back is more of a way just to kind of complement whatever pass you know game you, you you have going. It's not it's not pound the ball, pound the ball, and then get him with the pass, which is you know how football kind of developed. It's now these very complex passing offenses, and you know a running back can complement it and can certainly make you you know dynamic and explosive. But uh, you, Chris Johnson's reason for getting paid that ridiculous amount of money. You know, comparing it to Peyton Peyton Manning money, dude, you're not you're not as worth you're you're not you don't carry the worth of Peyton Manning, even to the Titans. You know, as far as how you put them to win games with you being on the field and the way he's just performed this year after getting his money, I I really really hope it's not the case of like an Albert Haynesworth of uh, oh, just getting geez, Louise. just getting paid and you know in in that vein, but. Uh, if he's having a down season, he's having a down season. But, I mean, seriously, step up. Benched. Benched. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to that's gonna wrap up all these uh, all, all the sports. Let's uh, let's get to the minutes. What do you say, Benny D? Uh, I'm going to keep my minutes short this week. Uh, it was a very – change. That's lying. I always keep it short. Uh, <laughs> I woke up on Saturday morning at typical Georgia, Florida. I had a, I had a little bit of, you know, hop in my st- – and, and also Ohio State, Wisconsin. I had a little pep in my step. I was, uh, you know, a little bit chipper. Woke up, go outside. It's snowing. How awesome is that? Snow before Halloween. Back to you, Adam. <laughs> it's snowing! It's snowing! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was up in New York. It was by oh, you. All the, all the Northeast got slammed. It was cool seeing the college football games too. The Penn State game where uh, Joe Pa passed uh, Eddie Robinson for the all-time uh, NCAA wins. Honorable mention for hero, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, uh, good one there. But, but not not bigger than the, the Detroit Lions T-bowing. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not my bigger hero. Uh, my minute, I just, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it uh, succinct. Um, I'm really uh, trying to, trying to buy into the, not buy into. I'm, I'm really trying to just live, live my days pro- projecting positive energy, and I've, I've been, I've been more doing that in my lifestyle in the past few years, and uh, you know, noticing that positive begets positive. Uh, you just keep your train of thought in, a, in, in that kind of direction, and you know, don't don't get don't get down on yourself, don't get down on other things, and you'd be surprised the results. And even, it even works with small things. When I, I was I was telling you, Ben, as I'm leaving my house this morning, and I couldn't, I don't know where my sunglasses were, and I was about to get peeved that I don't know where my shades are. And then I said, you know what, dude? They're gonna pop up, man. They're just they're gonna pop up. And lo and behold, as I got my headphones out for this show. 
there they are in that in in the compartment of my camera bag. So there you go. Positivity. If you think, if you think positive, you get your shades back. <laughs> let, let everybody take a grain from this. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be preachy, by the way. It's just kind of what's been working for me, I guess I should say. I'm T-boning right now. Take a knee. Helmet's not a chair. No. Let's, uh, let's, let's put the fist to the chin. Take a knee. And then up. And then we're back up. Then we're back in the huddle. All right, guys. Uh, th- thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have Chris back for you next week uh, if, if everything goes according to plan. Uh, I'm gonna go- I gotta get back to this uh, Savannah Film Festival, having a blasty. Hope everybody's having a great week. And for Ben and myself, this course, Jab Jab. Thanks for listening. Due to shoddy special teams play, uh, that that. Adam.